Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Again, it's Tuesday, January the 23rd, 2024. Welcome, everyone. How's everyone doing out there? Good? That's good. Well, sorry for the little bit of delays. However, now <laughs> there is a lot going on in the, in the world of the Cowboys. What is going on, guys? I thought the season ended a week ago. And now, not only Mike McCartney's coming back, we already knew that. I already said, I already told y'all last week, Mike McCartney's coming back. There's no way Jerry's going to take advantage of all these uh, well known coaches like Belichick or Vrabel or any other type of assistant out there that is more deserving of a head coaching job than Mike McCartney. We already know that. So I don't. So again, there's gonna be Mike McCartney, uh, Mike McCartney supporters. There's not gonna be not there's there's gonna be non-supporters. And now, and at this case for me, I'm not a supporter of Mike McCartney of coming back. But it is what it is, and I hope that he delivers on his promise. But before I before I resume on Mike, let's talk about this drama, man. This drama between C.D. Lamb, Dak, and Mike McCartney, sorry, not, not Mike McCartney, uh, Michael Parsons' family members, okay? So, I need to address all three, and we're, we're going to try to fix this today, along with uh, what Mike McCartney has said, and also, there was an NFL playoff game, playoff games I played over the weekend, they were better than I suspected, so maybe the Cowboys learned some, learned some things along the way, maybe they didn't. But let's dive into this family drama first. Okay, so C.D. Lamb. Okay, his mother, Loretta Rob, Loretta uh, Ramirez, and I'm quoting from the New York Post. She said Dak isn't it. Okay. Now, now she also, uh, as I pull this down, she also said, I wish. CD will leave. They need to get rid of Dak Fast. His guys on the on that team that want a ring, they work too hard. Dak doesn't want want to win a ring. Huh. So that's crazy talk. Okay. You're not first of all, you're not a spokesman of the team. Okay. You are the mother of CD. There's got to be at some point. You for, okay? Let me try to put it put this in in a good way. You don't know the team environment. You don't know what goes on in that in the players' minds. You don't even know what goes on in that locker room. Like for her to say Dak does not want to ring, and the other players don't want to want to ring. I believe Dak wants to win a ring. I believe Dak wants to win a ring. Like, he wouldn't be the quarterback for a reason if he didn't want to. 
There's others that, listen, there's other teams in the league, quarterbacks, that want to win a ring. More than ever. And for you to sit there and criticize your quarterback, the guy that gave you 1,600 yards receiving, I think over 100 catches of the season, and your your number one target, like what what's the problem? What's the problem here? I mean, see, of course, in the in the playoff game, they had their miscommunication stuff, but I just don't. I just this, this is crazy. I you don't you you go off the edge and say all these nonsensical things, but you don't back it up with facts. Of course, Dak wants to win a ring, or else he wouldn't be playing in the league. And I do believe Dak wants it. But unfortunately, time after time, he has not answered the call. And Dak has said it's his fault. He just said in his press conference, he sucked. And he did. So, what other situation do you want? What other situation do you want to go to that's going to make it right? Like. Dak is better than most of these quarterbacks in the league. Do you want your son to go to Philly? Pretty sure he have a ball over there. Do you want him to go to LA, the Rams? Who knows? But CD is a part of the a, a part of this team, and I'm pretty sure that they will they will address it privately. But for his mother to do. To come out like that, I'm like, okay, it's okay to have an opinion, but you, but you're not gonna criticize a player's, a, a player's ultimate goal. You're not gonna do that. But it, it's just crazy that um, it's just crazy that she makes the she started this off and then. And then Dak's brother got into it, got got it, jumped in, and then obviously Michael's pro- brother jumped in as well. But she she also goes on to say, uh, well, she actually replied to someone and says, "Hey, you know, I want him to go to the Texans. First of all, the Texans are good; They're, they don't need anything else. What they need is consistency. The Texans are better off than the Cowboys are, which I'll explain in a second. But no, you can't. You no, know, that that is uh, that is apparent suggesting, and nor was best for their child. And I'm surprised that CD did not come out and protect that. I didn't. I'm surprised about that. It's easy enough for y'all to get on Twitter for or X all day long. To criticize the fans and, and criticize everything else, but when it comes down to somebody else calling out your quarterback, you could have go, you could have told the whole world, "Hey, you know that we had a fallout during the game." Well, Betty, let me. You, we had disagreement during the game. Everybody goes through it. Everybody <laughs> in life, everybody goes through disagreements all the time. 
You're not the only one. Nothing's perfect in your world, Letta. Nothing's perfect in your world. Nothing's perfect in this whole entire world. Yeah, yeah. Your your, your son got the ball ninety eight percent of the time. Dak was constantly looking for CD. They created a ultimate bond. But what what other quarterback do you want? There's no other quarterback that can take over the Cowboys. There's none. Period. Dak is even after even after the 2025 season. Even what I said that Trey Lance would be the quarterback in 2025 if Dak cannot get it done. I do think Dak would have a part in this team. If you extend him this offseason, he's going to be the quarterback to whatever happens. And unfortunately, we'll get the same results. But, nah, I, I mean, yeah, everyone has an opinion, but, I mean, I wish CD came out and protected his guy. Since it's so easy to get on social media all day long. So, this is from, so let me address Dak's brother. So this is from Tad Prescott. Cowboys fans, why continue to DM me? Trust me, if I could get Dak out to leave Dallas, I would. I too want him out of Dallas. The city and the organization have been great to he and our family, but done with drama and the so-called fans, but he loves this team and wants to bring his wings. Interesting. Interesting. I just, I just, this is a, a, this is a lot of drama. This is a lot of drama. Like, why, why do you even, why do y'all even like care, Dad? I, I know that you as y'all as a family have gone through a lot, and again, I'm sending prayers, healing energy to y'all. But Tad, Dad is his own man, and. There's always going to be criticism wherever you go. And I'm using this example for me. So when I when I ref Okay, when I ref U Sports, there's parents that like me, there's parents do, that do not. Okay? It comes with the territory. I'm not listen, I don't expect anyone to like to, to like the way I officiate, to like the like the way I, I treat the kids with the uh, the, treat the kids individually or collect, collectively. I'm not expecting likeness when I when I when I light up a room because I know that somebody is going to hate. Someone, someone is going to hate for what I stand for, or somebody's going to hate for for the way I dress, the way I eat, the way I look. Someone's going to hate that. Like when I step on the basketball court. Someone's going to hate the fact that I don't have a I don't have a jump shot, which I do have a jump shot. Heck, somebody will may, may may hate this podcast, but I don't care. I'm here every single week. But why why are you worried about the fans hating that? You expect every 110 you you expect every Dallas Cowboys fan to love that. That's not the case. That's not going to happen like that. We don't live in we, we don't live we live in a world that is that is like is a, is a is a two is a one way street. You go on this way, you go that way. 
Like, like if Dak went to LA right now, would the fans love him there? No. It's half and half. That's the easy way out. You got to sit down and just let 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 Dak let Dak speak for himself and cheer on your brother. Because your brother is the best quarterback we, we we have ever seen in the last thirty years, and I'm and I'm saying this. I'm saying he's better than Romo. Yeah, I'm saying he's better than Romo. So Tad, it's okay to have an opinion. It's good. It's good. Fine. But don't criticize us for not loving Dak. I already told you. I I. I love that. What I also don't like is the fact that when it's clutch moments, he's not able to come through. That's what I don't like. I, I mean, I love this game completely. But it wasn't. That, but, but when he can't win the big one in the play, especially in the playoff game, that's when I have a problem. Okay, maybe it's over preparement, or maybe it's maybe it's just me. But you know, just support your brother. Just understand that it comes with the territory of being the face of the Dallas Cowboys. Just accept that. Now I don't have Micah's Parsons brother quote here, but I would say I like the fact that Micah defended himself. Uh, he's the only guy so far in this Dallas Cowboys drama. That has came out and said, "I'm going to speak for me. No one else is going to speak for myself, for for me." And that's how it should be. You should always decide your fate, no matter what what other people say. Because at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your life, and that's how Micah took it. Dak and CD should learn from Micah. That's your teammate. Micah was the first person that came and defended himself. So all in all, we want to win as a city, guys. We want to win. It's just that the organization is having problems. It starts with Mike. And I'm going to play this. We're going to talk about it. And then Mike and then I want Mike McCartney to sit down, learn from the other from these other teams, and see what they're doing so that next season you can not only copy them, but you can do it the same way the well not 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 only not the same way, but you can learn what you can do better. Let's play that clip, please. Uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know. I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. Okay, Mike, Mike, you know how to win. You know how to win in the regular season. But when it comes to the postseason, 
you know where you know where near to be found. Every mistake that you have made has cost us in a in a postseason game. Has literally cost us. And it shouldn't be like that. We should be playing right now, but yet we're not. We're not. We're not playing right now. We're we're sitting here addressing this drama, addressing this free agent, and talking about the draft. And watch other teams shine. This is not a championship organization, Mike. You wouldn't be saying that. You will say that. But you wouldn't be saying that right now when when um, Baltimore and Kansas City are playing. Or better yet, the Lions and the 49ers. They are one win away of getting to the Super Bowl. We are not a championship organization. At all. Period. I felt depressed. Hearing that from him, what championship do we do? Are we going to win? Are we going to win the NFC East again? We just got beat by a team that I, like I told y'all, is riding on momentum. They're riding high. I didn't expect Green Bay to beat us. I expect Dallas to keep playing and play to the fullest and get and care. But instead of saying that, Mike, why don't you just say, hey, it wasn't our year. We didn't get the job done. I I totally blame it on myself. And we're going to find a way to fix it long term. Mike, you realize that that over 20, 29 other teams are hearing that right now. Even the teams that, that won only two games last se- this past season. They can, they can ultimately say the same damn thing. And they can literally either get to the play, playoffs or, again, they'll be they'll be rebuilding again. In this case, we're, we're rebuilding. We are not even close to a championship team. We're not good. We have a championship roster, but we're not a championship team. Guys are going to leave via free agency. The guys are going to leave through trades. Injuries will happen. We're not there yet. We'll never be there until Jerry decides to get to get his hands off the organization. If he just came out and said, Jerry, if Jerry came out one off season and said, I'm going to lay hands off this organization for the 2024 season and let y'all run it, then, then, well, then. Hey, we should be like the we should be like Baltimore right now. We should be like the Lions right now. The Lions hired Dan Campbell three. I should got that clip. Got hired Dan Campbell three years ago. I think it was three years ago. And he said, "I'm going to build a winner." And look at him now. He's in the NFC title title game against the 49ers. They could beat them. Considering the fact that the 49ers almost laid an egg. I mean, come on now. I need you to work with us, Mike. I need you to, to, to feel our pain. I felt very discouraged listening to that press conference. And when he made a, uh, he made some he made some corny jokes. 
you know, the room will laugh, but I wasn't laughing. I was just disappointed. I was depressed because my again, we have another season of failure. Like for me, I'm not the type of guy that wants to win a Super Bowl every year. When you start eight and one or or ten and zero, I'm not the type of guy. I just want to. I just want to get to. I just want to make an appearance in, a, in a, an NFC title game. I just want to make an appearance in the Super Bowl. If we don't win it, fine. Whatever. Okay. If we, we, we don't win the NFC title game, fine. We don't win the Super Bowl, fine. At least we got there and we know what to work with. Then we we, we convince our players to come back if they're via free agency. But the program is not championship built, Mike. I think the program is built for playoff success. The playoff, the, the, the program is built for NFC East titles over and over and over again. And then when you run into another hot team, you're going to lose again. Was that quarterback? Was that defense? So, Mike, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this at all. I don't care what you have going. I don't care what you say, what you have going on. I don't care. But I want. You, but my expectations for you, Mike, before we end this, is is either win or go home. Okay, you win the whole damn thing, you go home, right? If you don't, you're out. That's why Jerry said you're not going to get a contract extension. So the the burden's on you. I want my coach to be like Dan Campbell. I want my coach to be like D'Amico Ryan's. How does D'Amico Ryan's take a young team to to Baltimore, and then it had to be the second half where Baltimore turned it on. And Houston couldn't respond. It took the second half. Houston and Baltimore were neck and the Houston was in the game. And then it took the second half for Baltimore to excel their dominance. The score may look like they dominated the field, but again, Houston was in it if you watch the game. Like I did. I want that exciting atmosphere back. We have never had it. We had the clapper Jason Garrett, who was the worst head coach and also the worst TV personality on on TV ever. Before that, we had Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells was telling on his career, and then we had uh, we had Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer was all right. Then we had Jimmy Johnson. Actually, in between, we had Dave Campbell. So that was we had disappointed times that year. So I want. Somebody to coach like a Jimmy Johnson, a Jimmy Johnson type. Jimmy's 80. Jimmy has the same fight as the 80 year old versus Mike. Mike does not have that same fight, period. And I don't know what you love about Mike. Maybe Mike is Jerry's puppet, puppet, which I, 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 I think that's considering, I, I think that's being nice. So we gotta take a, a constructive approach. You gotta take it, and then you gotta control your you gotta control your staff. So 
Dan Quinn's gone, okay? Dan Quinn's gone. He's going to get a job in Seattle, Washington, wherever that may be, okay? He's gone. I mean, it's all right. You elevate Al Harris or you elevate or you find a weak Martindale to control your defense. I will go with Al Harris. Al Harris relates to these players. Al Harris can get the job done. See, I always tell y'all, you always got to have a, a, a coach that knows the players. Kyle Shanahan, John Harbaugh, Dan Campbell know the players. Andy Reid knows the players because Andy Reid played. John Harbaugh played. I think he played. Uh, Kyle Shanahan learned from his father. Uh, Dan Campbell played. You see players take business type roles. You see players take coaching gigs. D'Amico Ryans knows. Mike Vabel knows. Mike Vabel should get a job already. It's just that the lady that controls Tennessee knows nothing about football, period. She saw two losing seasons and an underperforming. And well, the team was, was, was performing, but again, they weren't finishing. And that's why Mike got the boots. Are you seriously telling me, Jerry? Are you telling me that you're going to pass up this opportunity of hiring a player like coach like Mike Vabel that can understand players? Are you to, or, or, or a seven-time champion? You're going to let those two people go? You're not going to ask Bill Belichick, Bill, Bill Belichick to coach next season, right? You're not going to do that, right? Because Belichick will, will either say, I'm out, or better yet, he may go coach the Atlanta Falcons. So... In the point, we got to control the drama outside the, outside the field. Outside, out, yeah, outside the uh, outside the field. We got to control that. I want CD to control, uh, to under to to be a man and stand up and protect his quarterback. You don't have those numbers with a Joe Burrow or or, or let's say, for example, a Danny DeVito, right? Or Jalen Hurts, for that matter. Or Houston, to, or Houston for that matter. You're not going to have those numbers in Houston or in anything else. Or anywhere else. So we got to fix those problems. Now, Cowboys need to learn this. Because what I, what I watched over the weekend, I'm going to tell you this. So the Chiefs beat the Bills 27-24. Okay? Literally, they, 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 you know, the Chiefs, they're going to the postseason for the sixth, sorry, not the postseason, they're going, they're, they're playing in the AFC title game for the sixth straight year, sixth straight year, and yet we're over here talking about family bullcrap. Taylor Swift is playing, is will be in Baltimore at her suite. Fans in Baltimore will come to the stadium because not only for the game, it's a sport their team, but also you got Taylor Swift fans in Baltimore that will come and see the iconic singer just sit in her suite along with Jason Kelsey and all of them. And again Jason Kelsey will take off his shirt, which hey, to each his own. However, Taylor's they're in the postseason for the sixth straight year. They have no drama on their team. None. Oh, you ain't tough, 
But you can easily say that Taylor Swift is the problem, right? When the Chiefs were going their spell, you can say, oh, we can blame Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Pat Mahomes is not playing well. But yet, they're in the title game, right? They beat the Bills, right? Some things don't some things don't, that doesn't make any sense. We're worried about you know this 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 all ends when when you win, right? That's all, that's the same, right? When you this this will all end when you win, right? If we're in the NFC title game, we'll win, right? Oh yeah, you don't have CD Lamb's mom calling you out. Oh yeah, we don't have a uh, Tad Prescott, you know, calling out the fans. We don't have uh, Terrence Parsons Jr. Uh, uh, calling out the defensive coordinator You don't have those things But yet the Chiefs are in there for the 6th straight year With Pat Mahomes Two time champ Two time Super Bowl champ Now the Bills for example The Bills Missed out on, 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 on an opportunity They're having problems too And it was Josh Allen and honestly, they should be happy with their quarterback. I think I think that uh, their quarterback is better than most. Um, that even though, again, he has not answered the call of getting onto the Super Bowl. You know, he had a rebound year. And um, yeah, I mean, the team, the team is still well well constructed. I think I think they're going to be there for a long time. So. So, but they missed that kick, and you shouldn't blame the kicker. You should, you should, you should blame Josh Allen, and you should definitely blame Sean McDermott. There were some plays left out on the field, and they could have taken, took advantage of that. So, case in point, right? These guys don't have drama, but yet the Chiefs were able to run the ball. The Bills weren't able to stop it, but yet the Bills. Relied on Josh Allen to, to lead them, but Josh Allen can do what he, he can do. He ultimately missed some throws on the last possession. So, so you gotta sit on that again for the next eight months. Number three, Tampa versus Detroit. Now this this is the game that um, that get that got Detroit over the edge. So Tampa. Retired Tom Brady. Who's your quarterback? Baker Mayfield, right? Baker Mayfield re- re-resurrected his career. Baker Mayfield was an afterthought. Baker Mayfield was in Carolina, L.A., Cleveland first. Then he goes to. Then he's out of the league. Then he goes to go goes to Carolina and uh, and uh, L.A. And then he may be finding a home in Tampa. So. Because they want him back, they want him back for next season and beyond. Now Baker didn't play this play bad this this game. It, it's just Detroit. Detroit ran the ball down their throat. They were a lot better than Tampa was in this game. And so, so was Baker. You talk about quarterback one and out. Look at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was out was almost out of the league. And then he goes to Tampa and, re- and leads the team to the postseason. 
beats the Eagles and then on nearly beats Detroit. And they won back for next season. So I'm like, I'm like, the relationship is there, right? Between players and quarterback. Between front office and quarterback. It's there. They came out and said, hey, we love Baker Mayfield. We want him back. We're not drafting a QB. We want Baker back. Now, in Detroit's case, Detroit, Jared Goff is playing in his in a second in his second. This is the second time in a, in a in his title game. Dak has been to zero, and Jared Goff is not even better than Dak. Jared Goff just gets the job done. He's not even in the top 10. You can't put him in the, in the top 10 quarterback, quarterback. But yeah, we put Dak every single year because because of his numbers in the regular season. But yeah, you got Jared Goff. This is his second appearance there. And he's able to lead a team. A team that's not even supposed to be there. Like I said, they ran the ball. They know what Jared Goff can do and cannot do, and they made the uh, and they and Jared made the plays. So they're going to to the playoff game. I'm sorry, the NFC title game for the first time since 1991. That's in Detroit, and I did see someone say if if Detroit wins the Super Bowl, they should give a ring to to Barry Sanders. I'm like. Well, Barry Sanders retired in uh, almost 30 years ago. I'm not giving a ring to my iconic running back. I'm not doing that. I'm not being dis disrespectful. I do think that I that's that's old news. That's old news. Every player on that team deserves a ring if they win the Super Bowl. Because it doesn't make sense. Like, like if. If you're going to give a Super Bowl ring to Barry Sanders, one Barry Sanders, why don't you give it to Joy Harrington? Why don't you give it to Calvin Johnson? Why don't you give it to uh, every Detroit play, Detroit Lions player that played on that team from '98 till now? That doesn't make any sense at all. But yet you're facing the 49ers. So, in this game, the reason why Detroit won this game because they cared they wanted it they wanted it more they were hungry they came us the more things than mike mccartney has in three seasons and this is a, a a guy that got emotional last season that he was trying everything he can to get the lions over the top and he did that now if they lose which I do think this. I do think if I'm looking at it right now, I do do. I do think it's going to be a competitive game, close game for that matter. But I would say that uh, Detroit. I would say that Detroit does not have their hands full. I I do think that they're going to make it a game. So for those that have said that, oh yeah, Detroit's going to get blown out. Oh yeah, Mike McCarthy has done more than Dan. He has not. Okay? He has not. You have to care. And Detroit cares. Now, 
let's get to my let's get to Green Bay versus for, uh, the 49ers. Speaking of that, now Green Bay lost 21 to 24. 24 to 21, 49ers win. Okay, close. It was Jordan Love could have uh, either gone down because you had timeouts. You had timeouts to stop the clock. Even if he, he would have like ran two to three yards. Two to three yards. If you would have ran two to three yards, then I do think that they get another possession, and they and, and you know you never know what would have happened. So, Green Bay has their quarterback. Okay, Green Bay has their team, right? Okay, the 49ers, We already know them. They they have their team. Um, Brock Purdy again. Brock Purdy. Wasn't great in this game, but however, Brock Purdy got the job done. You know, look at it. But look at it now. Brock Purdy went 23 for 39 for 252 and a touchdown. And I told someone, I said, the reason why Brock Purdy is having this, this success is because of Debo and George. So basically, the weapons around him is giving him the ultimate success. This is why he's in that MVP conversation. Not because of his individual play. If you put Brock Purdy with Green Bay, I'm pretty sure he will not get the job done in Green Bay. But yet, in the 49ers, when you have a George Kittle and a Debo Samuel and and uh, a running back, Christian McCaffrey, you're definitely gonna get the job. You're definitely gonna get some rave. So we have San Francisco has all that talent, right? And also, they have a great linebacker and Drake Greenlaw. They have a great defense, guys. Everywhere. But you're telling me, you're telling me that that team, the 49ers, was able to get, was able to, to find adjustments, find a way to beat the Green Bay Packers in the second half. Versus Mike McCartney couldn't adjust his own self. You couldn't find a way to beat the Green Bay Packers in the second in all game long. They put 48 points in Jerry's world. 48. Jordan Love. I'm sorry. Let me take this back. 41 points. Even worse. Kyle Shanahan will go down as an all-time head coach. All-time great head coach. John Lynch will go down to all-time GM. You got to have player, player, GM, and a coach. You got to have both. I think that's what Carolina's going to try to do. But anyways, um, um, yeah, anyways, you got to learn. You got to learn from this game. You got to learn from the 49ers. Now, my last point. Speaking of Houston, Houston loses to uh, Baltimore. You see? See? This is why. Okay? Houston went further than Dallas did, right? Now, last season, Houston was picking in the first two rounds. They picked up... They, they went number two with CJ Stroud. Okay? Right. Okay, so CJ Stroud, maybe, you know, you're supposed to improve. You're supposed to, you know, uh, adjust. You're supposed to do all the things possible. Okay? That's what CJ Stroud, they, they, they give him the blueprint 
to improve, right? They give him the blueprint to say, you don't have to make this big play. You just have to, um, you don't have to make this big play. You just had to play quarterback. He exceeded his, he exceeded his play. Okay? Like I said, I told y'all, Houston went further than Dallas did because Houston has that mindset that they want to win now. They're not that team to wait two to three years to make that team look great. They want to win now. And they have the pieces to win now. Now Baltimore. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson should be the unanimous MVP. Not Dak, not Brock Purdy, but Lamar. How is that how is it that Lamar is able to get his money? In the offseason, at the right time, once he gets it, we're off to we're, we're off and we're, we're off and running. Lamar does not get talked about because Lamar can't throw the ball, and I still and you know he's still working on it. But Lamar gets the job done. They allow him to run his own plays. In in, in case of Dak. Dak does not run his own place. Dak allows Mike McCartney to get him to where he needs to go. Of course, yeah, Dak is going to put great passing numbers because of Mike McCartney's offense, yeah. But I want Dak to take the lead. I want Dak to avoid sacks. I want Dak to run the football. Period. Like a like Lamar Jackson. Maybe if Dak ran the ball instead of worrying about injury, then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get further than we are. Because we have a Baltimore has an elite defense, so do, do we. But so do we. We can we we can we can allow Dak to call his own number like Lamar has. So I would say for Dak, for the Cowboys, you should learn to call your own number. You should also learn to avoid distractions off the field. Period. In the story. So I don't know. Moving forward, that these players with the Cowboys are better fit to control their own families, and I do think, and I think they will. I think they'll find a way to control their own families, and I think, I do think that they'll find a way to have a, a productive offseason. Players-wise, I don't care, but Lori's there; she can make moves in the draft or free agency. Which that would never happen because first of all, we won't hit on that first free agent. And they know that. People who cover the Cowboys know that we won't hit that first free agent. We won't even hit, fit, hit first in the draft for that matter. We failed on Mozzie. Mozzie did not fail on himself. We failed on Mozzie. So, that's it. That's it for, for the playoff stuff. So the title game is next week. We just gotta see what happens. And any again, I didn't really want to talk about the Cowboys because I, I did say last week I wasn't going to talk about the Cowboys. I wasn't going to, but this drama came up. I ignored it on Saturday because I said, okay, this is this is nothing. But the noise grew. You got Stephen A. talking about it, and then you got Skip talking about it, and then you got everybody talking about it Cowboys fans talking about among themselves and it's like man when are we going to catch a break when are we ever going to catch a break when are we ever going to say that if we win this thing stuff that doesn't happen they don't happen 
If you win, they don't have to. Like if the Chiefs beat Baltimore on Sunday, which that that which that would not happen. What does that say about? Or what are you going to say about Taylor Swift? Oh, Travis Kelsey has Taylor Swift to himself. Yeah, that may be the case. That may be the case. But also, Chiefs fans will blame Taylor Swift for attending the game, which is not the case. If Pat Mahomes throws two interceptions, you should blame Pat Mahomes. And Pat Mahomes will be the first person that will tell that will tell y'all he blames himself for giving up the game if they get blown out, which I don't think they will. I do think it will be a close game. So, anyways, um, let's get to the basketball stuff. So, before I get to my TCU stuff, the Mean Gray. I always want to talk about the Mean Gray, but I will talk about um, Texas and um, uh, what's it called? Texas women's and other college basketball headlines later on. Later on, as the season starts to get uh, a little bit better, a lot, of, a little bit stronger, games are starting to. Get a little bit, a whole lot better lately. Um, so I'm gonna talk about the women's stuff. Uh, so the Mean Green women's, they beat last week. They beat SMU 76 to 61. Desiree Corona had 15 points. Oh, Jocelyn Moore also had 15 points. The five things that I saw, they out rebound this SMU 43 to 23. North Texas had 22 nerves, but they, they don't care because SMU scored only 14 points off those turnovers. They shot 7 for 21 for 3 point reach. That's, that's iconic because it's coming on. So usually they're not a great uh, a great 3 point shooting team, but their 3 point shooting team has, has their 3 pointers have came on as of late. Uh, they played a lot of matchup zone against the throw off SMU. So SMU loves to drive to the basket. To avoid driving to the basket, you gotta play zone. And also, North Texas is four and one in conference play. Now they get to five and one when I tell you they beat South Florida sixty-five to sixty-one. Okay, that was on Saturday. Desert Colonel twenty points and six rebounds. Tamisha Lampkin had nineteen points and eight rebounds. Uh, you got a complete game all around from North Texas. They shot forty-five percent. Okay. Six or nine for three-point range, seventeen for twenty-three from the from the free throw line. So ultimate complete effort, complete game by North by the North Texas women's team. Shamaya Duncan had twelve points, crucial two crucial threes down the stretch, hit them both. She is a three-way player. No matter what, she can play offense. She can bring the ball up. She can play defense, and also she can shoot. Offense, defense, and she can bring the ball up. She plays all three. Uh, she played a bunch of zones, so it, it was a lot of zone, a lot of magic, a lot, lot of zone. Uh, they open, they opened up, it opened up a lot. Uh, it opened up a lot. They played a lot of zone. Well, actually, it opened up a lot for um, South Florida because South Florida was able to get the shots inside. So, but overall. South Florida had six minutes of zero points. So they couldn't find a flow offensively. That was South Florida. Then, but North Texas, the Achilles heel was they gave out 16 offensive rebounds. So I do think at this point in time, in order to beat North Texas, you've got to make sure you out-rebound them offensively. And then also you got to be able to shoot the ball over 50%. 
So, so yeah. Um, but but North Texas is a women's team. They're definitely coming on. They're fifteen and three. They're five and one in this in conference play. They have the second seed right now. So again, it's early. It's January twenty third. It's early. There's no need to celebrate right now. Um, two two again a, another two tough games this week. Okay. They got Tulane at home. This is all home games. They got Tulane tomorrow, which I think they're te- they're asking y'all to wear white. No, I think that's green. It's either green or white. You gotta wear in Denton, and then they're asking, and then also UAB on Sunday. So you got two home games during that this tomorrow and on Sunday. So it's real crucial that you stay focused. You stay focused. You stay within yourself, because this can easily spiral. This is easily get away from y'all. But I have I have faith that they can keep the focus. Now, let's get to the men's basketball stuff. Now, oh, oh, let me finish my let me finish the women's stuff. Stay on women. So I have a I have a note pad here. So TCU, I'm interested to see because I had some thoughts last week. TCU canceled two games uh, last week because they couldn't find players to play on their team. Their players have been hurt. This is from Jada Owens. She she uh, tore her ACL. She tore, tore her whole entire knee. Prayers to her, right? DGNA Turner injured her ankle. Prayers to her as well. She's out for the season. And Sedona Prince, she is the transfer from uh, Oregon. She injured, I think she injured her finger or whatever injury she had. Um, but other players were hurt as well. They didn't announce that. Or one, but there was another player that that um, that had a personal issue. So those were nameless. But the, the, these main ones was a catalyst catalyst of where TC was going to go. And I do believe TCU can still be an NCAA tournament team. I still think that. Despite their conference record and despite their overall record. But they're going to be playing in the postseason some way or somehow. So they so they opened up the tryouts, right? They opened up last they they opened up two days of tryouts, Thursday and Friday, right? To find players who are all on campus to play on their team, right? I said, I don't agree with that right now because right now you're in conference play. You don't do that in conference play. Now, in the regular season, yes. November, December, absolutely. But in January, mid-January, I wouldn't do it right now. I wouldn't do it. You, y'all need to go at, in the future, y'all need to go at the NCAA to say, hey, we only have six players that are on our roster right now that are healthy. Okay? They are healthy right now. Can we get four or five players that are registered right now that are transferred from other schools in uniform? Can we do that right now instead of next season? And I, and I can easily remember Haley Calendar. She is the boyfriend of Jake Ferguson. She's on that team. Why can't the NCAA say, you know what? Hey, y'all don't have enough players. We can 
we can bring these players here and um and they can start playing dude dude those players that are wrestling right now those players are practicing with the team right now they are practicing with the team right now even though they can't play why not elevate them they want to play they are ready i wouldn't do it right i you know I, again, I don't run TCU's or any other program. I don't know. I just know. I just know being a, a, a former college athlete, right? I just know. I just know what happens. Here's the players that they picked up. So they picked up Piper Davis, right? Piper Davis and Ella Hamlin. I really didn't have time to get their stats. Uh, they're both freshmen. Okay. They also got uh, Maisha uh, Moore. She's a sophomore, and and then they got Sarah Sylvester plays volleyball. She's on the volleyball team at TCU. So she said, "Hey, you know what? Let me let me play on the team." And they gave her a go. So there you go. You got four players now. You can play. So uh, so they play against. They play tonight against UCF. Okay, tonight. I want to see how TCU manages throughout the rest of the regular season, and I will definitely bring that to y'all once I watch their games and once and once I know how they maneuver. Because I want TCU in, in, in some postseason tournament. I want them in, either in the NCAA tournament or in NIT. I know, I know in the NCAA tournament. I know that. Uh, I know that the Big Twelve tournament is hard to come at because you got. Texas, you got Barrett Baylor, you also got um, K State in there as well. So um, it's going to be a tough for TCU to get through the Big 12. But however, I'm cheering for them all the way long, all the way. And I hope that not only, I hope that players stay healthy and they stay committed. But again, guys, I will tell you, I will tell, I will, I will bring you TCU. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna keep my tabs on TCU. I'm gonna keep an eye on them. I want to see them grow. I want to see them shine. Now let me get to my Miss Basketball because this Miss Basketball was pretty disappointing. So ECU first, East Carolina, right? They beat North, North Texas beat them 60 to 59. Now. Well, the last play of the game, right? When Robert Allen caught that pass, they should call the office a foul on Robert Allen. Robert Allen literally pushed, pushed him off. Literally pushed him off. Okay? Alright. Uh, Josh, so, literally pushed him off. Like, you could have called an office a foul. But yeah, they didn't. And Robert Allen gets a great game winning layup. And they win. They beat East Carolina in East Carolina. My fear moving forward. No, I'm going to bring my, bring my fear in a second. But Jason Edwards had 20 points. Okay. Number one, they dominated the boys, 40 to 28. Number two, they held ECU to 42% shooting, which is not that's not a surprise because North Texas plays defense like crazy. Um, offensive possessions were dry in the last three minutes. Both teams. And then, Obviously, Robert Allen scores the scores the game with that's off a push off, and then I worry about ECU's team for the second time. Again, I worry about it. I worry about it because if you face the team the second time, I don't know how the outcome's going to be. 
uh, Charlotte. They lost Charlotte 56 to 44. North Texas only scored 44 points here, a 40 minute game. Think about that. North Texas, North Texas does not score a lot of points, but 44 points in a 40 minute game, man, that, that, that's saying something. Y'all, y'all need to work on your offense. But it's 12 points off their average, number one. Number two, you put a lot of players on Jason Edwards. Jason Edwards has been scoring in bunches lately. But he only scored 11 points on 5 for 18 on front of the field and 0 for 8 from three-point range. So he has to learn how to play physical. Um, no offense flow. They shot 32%. Worst ever. And then they need Ruggs, John Bruggs and Ruben Jones back. Ruben Jones controls the face of the game. Runs their offense without him. They're not. They're not even close. And also, uh, John Bruggs knows how to shoot. So John Bruggs knows how. If you play zone against North Texas, John, you got to look for John Bruggs. John Bruggs can shoot from anywhere, and they need that. And so I'm hoping SMU or or even FAU two crucial matches during the week. He either one of those players can come back. I never thought a shoulder or a hamstring injury would be that serious. I thought it would be like, you know, stretch it out, uh, put some ice on it, and you're, you're ready to go. I didn't know you'll miss like two to three games. But then again, I'm not I'm not in that organization. And Ross Hodge got outcomes. Okay? I want Ross Hodge to work on the offense. At some point, we got to work on the offense. We can't be scoring 44 points through a 40-minute game. It's always great to play defense. It's always great. But when you don't have offense, when you have teams that are scoring 80 points a game, you're not going to hold them to 56 points a game. I'm sorry. You're not going to hold them to 24, 25 points below their average. They're going to find a way to get their shots up. They're going to find a way to get to 70 or 80 points to their normal average. You're not going to do that every single game. I wish that was that. I wish that was the case, but it's not. So, like I said, crucial is crucial this week. You got to face SMU t- on Thursday. Now they're trying to beat the SM- the attendance record. Now, no, I love North Texas. I love them to death. However, this promo sounds wrong. You rather care about the attendance versus the game itself. This is a big game against a quality opponent. SMU is no joke. We can't treat SMU like a joke. They scored 103 points against somebody, against Tulsa the other day. They're coming here, bringing their luggage and scoring uh, 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 when they get off the bus like crazy. They will dominate us. Instead of of trying to Trying to find a way to defend them, we gotta be able to master energy. We gotta be able to to be physical down low. Which in this case we weren't physical against uh, Charlotte. That's why they killed us. So SMU, that's on ESPN two. So I don't know what's on the the main channel on ESPN on Thursday, but that's on ESPN two Thursday night. Okay, again, I'm not telling y'all to go to, to not go to the game, but go to the game and support the team. 
I expect I expect y'all to pack the house. Why don't you just pack the house? Why don't you just say, hey, why don't you get nine thousand fans in? Why don't you give me why don't you even get ten thousand fans in? Texas Texas feels feels their whole entire place. Why can't us? Why can't we fill the place? You're telling me three thousand people fills the fills, no. I can't I no no bro. On Thursday night, come on now. Come on now. Make every fifty thousand K student go to the game. Alumni and uh alumni and current students included. Should go to the game. And then hold on, you got on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, you got FAU. Okay. Now, FAU is very tough. Uh, I think they're still ranked. This is a very tough team. Um, it's a very tough week, actually, um, of games. Again, we'll definitely break it down. But, however, I will always say this. Dusty May is the best coach in the AAC. I think I honestly can say that when we're in the conference USA, uh, conference USA, along with uh, FAU, I think he was better than Grant McCallison. Now, Grant McCallison is the best head coach in North Texas history, right? Yes, I would say that. I'll say first best. But in that history, but if you talk about conference play, I'll give it to Dustin May. Like you don't take a team that that we don't know of, and then you take him to the NCAA tournament, and then you're wasting that possession away of going of making an appearance in a title game, which you can probably win one, one possession away, one jump shot, miss jump shot away, of getting to the the, the to, to the title game. It happened, but then again, I will always say Dustin May is the best coach in the AAC. There's nobody better. Maybe you can give it to Charlotte. Maybe you give it to Ross Hodge, but Ross Hodge is not. It's not a bad coach. He's not. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying Dustin May is better. So I expect North Texas to come out with fire. I expect North Texas to come out with a reignited energy. I expect them to come out like that. And hopefully, we get two wins under our belt. If we don't, then we're in trouble. Alright guys, that's it for my college basketball takes for this round. Now, coming up next, let's talk about some NBA stuff. I didn't really talk, I didn't really get into the Embiid and, uh, and um, Talents talk yet, uh, last night because I know both of those guys scored 62 and 70 respectively. But I will get on it today. Um, but there is five teams that need to that need improvement right now, and hopefully via trade they can make they can make it happen. Let's talk about that next. It's Fishwell's Radio's Beyond the Game.
I'm connected. I don't know what's longer than my block list or my checklist. I don't know what's colder than my heart or my necklace. Pretty when I wake up, I'm a bad bitch at breakfast. Still my slide on the op. Around this bitch and hang And I fucked your baby mama Mama and I ain't say a thing She just came outside in 2020 Pull up in that 21 I pick my side Switch is fully And I'ma die for 21 I got plenty cars I hit plenty stars And then it come I said it plenty times I pay for bodies I ain't pay for none You think I'm finna leave my bitch for you? She fucked future too I know that Vaughn hit her She put up on my block And Jimmy Choo Shmurk Why you playing? Reaching the game, losing a hand. Where you stand? Where was Shay at? Where was them at? Where you done that? Where you live at? Another headline. Where you had at? Nigga, go home. Where your kids at? They be on my nerve. They be on my nerve. Mm -mm. When we lost Verge, I was on the verge. Mm -mm. I just hit the Louis store. Had the Spurs. Mm -mm. We just made a silent movie with no words. Mm -mm. Guess who topping now? Uh, God got me now. Uh, guess who at Balenciaga? Guess who shopping now? Number two
Let you take a shot, we intoxicated Tastes so sweet, like the rapper, baby She never was a freak and she said you made me Forever, forever, ever, juicy baby radio so welcome back everybody 
Uh, I always want to start with breaking news. Uh, looks like, according to uh, ESPN sources, Tristan Thompson, the the five-time cheater of Khloe Kardashian, and among others, he suspended for 25 games for a for violating the league's anti-drug policy. Now Thompson, uh, if I can pronounce this right, and Butumorin, which is growth hormone. That's a growth hormone. That's I think that's what bought it. I never heard that before. So I'm like, before I get to my five things, I'm like, why would Tristan do? Why would Tristan take this? Tristan, you're already a cheater. So why would you take? Why would you cheat yourself in the game? Like, dude. Come on now, man. You're already helping the, the Cavs out with your play on the court. Like, why would you do this right now? The Cavaliers are in the midst of an eight-game winning streak. And in the top they're in the top five in the conference. And you do this right now. You don't have Evan Mobley. Now you bank it on Jared Allen to play more minutes. And somebody else will come off the bench and play their minutes as well. Over a stupid mistake. Come on now, man. You gotta be better than that. But anyways, nonetheless. Uh, okay, so let me get to my Mavs stuff. So, number one, the Mavs. The Mavs in and out games. The Mavs can't play basketball for, for nothing. They are 24-19 right now. They are eighth right now in the conference. They're in the play-in tournament right now. If we're, 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 they're having issues on defense, as always, they have rota- they they're also having rotational issues. So Jason Kidd does not know which guys will fit best. They have Tim Hardaway coming off the bench. Tim Hardaway started some games. Tim Hardaway came off the bench. All that stuff, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, Tim Hardaway should be able to start. Tim Hardaway should be able to start, right? He's shooting over 40% over the last three, three to five games. You should be able to start. So that you make teams... You make teams not defend you the right way. Right. So, well, you get... you get, Sorry, you get teams getting out of their zone. And so, I just I just have a question. If, does, does Jason Kidd know his team? Does he know his team? I don't know he does, but I wouldn't go off and make a trade. I don't think this team needs anything more. They always talk about a big man, but yeah, there's no big man in the NBA. You got Embiid and Jokic. That's it. Maybe you got a Jared out. Unless you want you want the big man to play a role player, a role player type. And you can't consider Victor a big man too Because Victor is not a big man Even though he's 7'4 He's huge, he's tall He's just tall He's just tall He's not like bulky I wish he was But he's not bulky He's not that big And I wish that uh, I wish the Mavs would figure this out I wish they stopped playing games and tr- and, and, and fix their issues on defense and I want Mike Mike Basket Basic to stop tra- uh, stop figuring out players. They have what they need. They have dresses every position. 
if they were to get another big man today, then that means they don't trust in Derek Lively. So what is Derek Lively supposed to do? Derek Lively is coming on his own. Derek Lively is going to be a good big man in this league. He's not going to be the best, but he's going to be a good big man on a good basketball team, which the Mavericks are a good basketball team. And so the next five will be tomorrow night against the Suns, even though they lost to, to the uh, to the Celtics last night. Kyrie and Luka, Kyrie had 23 and Luka had 33 and 18 rebounds and 13 assists. So triple-double for Luka. Kyrie had 23 points and six rebounds. Uh, Kyrie also, well, uh, Luka also played 40 minutes. Kyrie played, I think he played 32 to 38 minutes. So none the case. So I already told y'all before the season that this is going to be a, a Luka or a Kyrie type of thing. And in this case, both guys came Both guys came through last night. Unfortunately, they didn't get the win against the Celtics. Um, so again, they're playing the Suns tomorrow night. That is a national televised game on ABC at 7.30. And then they got the Hawks. They're at the Hawks Friday night. Okay, that's NBA TV. And then they, they come home to play the Kings on Saturday night. Okay. And then they play the Magic on Monday. And then they got the Timberwolves at the Timberwolves next, next Wednesday. So the next five games... I'm going to honestly say they're very tough. Um, I can say that the Hawks and the Magic, you don't know what type of teams you're going to get on, on a given night. But you're going to get everybody's best. I know the Suns are going to be tough, which we're going to talk about that in a second. And also the Kings will be tough as well. I think the Kings have started, the Kings started, have started to found their groove a little bit. So uh, this is going to be a tough stretch. The tough a tough final five games in January for them. And we just got to see what happens. Right now, they're 24 and 19. They could easily be like at 24, 25 and, 20, and 25 and 23 in the next seven days. So we'll see what happens. Number two, the Suns are struggling. Okay. 25 and 18, the Suns. They're fifth in the West Cross Conference right now. They have won six straight. So they're, they're starting to get their group going. Um, Booker scored 50 against the Pelicans, and also KD scores 40 against the Blazers. Uh, they, the conversation was, is Durant the GOAT? I'm going to play this clip, and y'all tell me if, if, if we need to have this conversation of having Kevin Durant as a GOAT or not. Let's play that clip, please. Into Nurkic. Looking for Durant. Okay, so anyways, uh, Nick said 40 straight, 40 points, 43 points last night against Chicago, then 40 against the Blazers the other night, and y'all tell me that Kevin Durant should be added to the go. I heard Stephen A. last night, 
Stephen A was bringing about all his past history from Kevin Durant from the time he went to, from OKC when he gave, gave a 3 point, three to 1 lead and then to Golden State and then now to Phoenix okay no, well, even between that Brooklyn, you couldn't get the job done in Brooklyn. You, could, you definitely couldn't get the job. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if you can get job job done in, with the Suns. Uh, but, but Kevin Durant should be in the goat conversation. Uh, it's just too too much guys in this in this in this in these in this in this air. Uh, you know, you got the LeBron Steph and. At a Giannis and the uh, Dame and the other worlds, and you know, you got a bunch of other players as well. It's just too much, and I do definitely want to put Go- uh, Kevin Durant in that conversation as as the goat. Um, he should be there. I mean, there's nothing else he can do. He's won two championships. He's, I think, he's like a 15-time All-Star, more than that. Um, you know, he, this is his best basketball we have seen to date, and so. Definitely in the conversation. Now, my only question would be, can we keep Bradley Bill healthy? The reason why they're winning is because Bradley Bill has stepped up. Bradley Bill, I can't remember his averages, but Bradley Bill has stepped up. Okay, He works well on that team versus, versus all of them. So, Bradley Bill, so Bradley Bill along with uh, Drew Eubanks, Katie Bates, Diop, former Spur, uh, Josh Okogi are the key to success. So anytime those guys are healthy, especially Bradley Bill, they can get far. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to put the Suns in the, comp- in the championship conversation. I'm not doing that yet. I have to see more from them. I have to see if they're buying into Frank Vogel's defense. I think they are. It took a while, but I think they're buying into that, which is why they won six straight. Uh, Devin Booker, you can't forget about him. He's always going to get his own. He's always going to. He's still a scorer. He's still a scorer. So if you got to put Kevin Durant in that conversation as a goal. Are you going to put Devin Booker as a goal as well? Devin Booker can score. Devin Booker can get his own. Devin Booker, you asked Devin Booker to play point guard, and Devin Booker has answered that call. And so. Is better. It's better that way. Now, the next five games will, pre- will prove different for the Suns. So, Dallas. That's tomorrow night. And then the Pacers at the Pacers. Then you got the Magic at the Magic. The Miami Heat, that's back-to-back night. At the Magic. Sunday night, Monday night is the Magic. And then... The Nets. So you got after the Dallas game, you got a four-game road. Trip. Well, actually, you got a five-game road trip that starts in Dallas and probably ends in Brooklyn. So we gotta see what happens if they win all five. We'll see. Number three, the Pacers. Are they getting better, or are they in between? Now the Pacers are twenty-four and nineteen. They're seven in the East. They traded for Siakam last week, so. Uh, they gave up Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's in Toronto, which is the Lakers are looking at Bruce Brown. Um, again, Bruce Brown is not a, a score. Bruce Brown can can defend for y'all. And I don't see him lasting in Toronto 
in, 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 over the next week or two. I do think a, a, another team that needs a defender and also needs some scoring off the bench will provide the service. So you're, you're telling me that Bruce Brown gets traded to two different teams in the next two, uh, in the last, what, two se- season and a half? Like, <laughs> come on now. Indiana wanted him, but Indiana said, we want Siakam, then, then, then Bruce Brown. So I do think Siakam provides a, 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 what they're missing. What they were missing is somebody at a small four spot. Now, when Tyrese comes back, it, it's going to be a little bit different. Who scores a basketball? Is it Tyrese? But he has started to come up a little bit. Or is it Pascal? Pascal can get his own as well. Yeah, I can't remember that. You can't forget about that. Pascal can get his own. And then Miles Turner. Miles Turner is going to protect the paint for now. And then they got a bunch of other players as well. So, it looks like Tyrese is going to be out three more games. And then we got to fix the defense. So, Jenny Bozczyk is the defensive coordinator. She's on the bench. She's coaching Dallas before, along with Rick Carlisle. You gotta be able to fix the defense, guys. If the Indiana Panthers fix the defense, I do think you could put them in the conversation as a top six team in the in the East. You can put them in that conversation because you got you traded for Poscom. You also you also got Tyrese scoring a lot, and then you also got Buddy Hill understanding his role. Because I I started getting scared a little bit. I I, I thought Buddy Hill never existed until I saw him two games ago against Phoenix. I was like, okay, all right, he's back. But for now, tonight, you face the Nuggets. That's a home game. Then you got the 76ers, which Joel Embiid scored 70 last night. Shout out to Joel Embiid out there. He has 70 points last night. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Against the Spurs. Now, the Spurs need to fire... Their their whole entire staff, whoever whoever directed Wimby or Zach Collins to defend Embiid last night, to allow Embiid to get seventy points last night, y'all should be fired. Period. Then you got the Suns. That's a back to back night. Also a home game. Then you got the Grizzlies on Sunday. Then you got the Celt. Then you're at the Celtics next Tuesday. So I'm interested to see what happens. They said Tyrese Hyber Halliburton is going to be out the next three games. So I think I think he's, he's either coming back against the Grizzlies or the Celtics. They may hold him out one more game because of the Grizzlies' record. But then again, the Grizzlies can beat you as anybody. They don't have John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Marcus Smart right now. They just have Jaron Jackson Jr. holding the team together till till the end of the season. So, I want the Pacers to get better. Um, they got to fix their defense. They got to fix it on the other side of the court. Um, we just got to see what happens. Number four, the Hawks rebuilding. Now, over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of rumblings of the Hawks, right? The Hawks being disconnected. The Hawks not caring. Or some players maybe out of the organization. Let's talk about it. So, 18, so they're 18-25 right now. They're holding the 10th spot, the last spot in the play-in tournament. Right now. Trey Young's out this week was a concussion. And then Murray, here's my opinion. Murray would not be traded. Okay? 
I say this because you got DeJounte last year from San Antonio. He got away from a team that didn't want to go. That didn't want to go. For, he didn't want to go through the rebuild again. He already tried it with Tony Parker. He said, "Okay, fine. I'm going to score a bunch of points, and then I'm going to go from there." Okay. Now, when I tell DeJounte, I'm sorry. Let me get back to two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. So my friend Caroline Teague. San Antonio Spurs. I talked to her like a couple of times. Um, she came out with a, what was a, I think it was a status. It was a quote, not a quote, but like on her Facebook status, you know, she said, "Hey, would you want Dejounte back with Spurs?" I said no because the culture, the culture has changed. We're 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 we're, we're, we're building. Like I don't want. That's like that's like an ex, like. Like, if I were to revert back, I've never been in a relationship, guys. And y'all know that. If I were to ever bring back the people that I was interested in the past, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm, I'm never going to do it because if you weren't interested in me now, I'm sorry, if you weren't interested in me back then, but I was I was starting to creep up to you now, then I'm not going, I'm not going backwards. I'm not doing that anymore. Because my love for you in that spectrum is lost now granted i love you as a friend but you know but i don't i don't love you as a as a lover and to me honestly there's no there's no room for a relationship for myself but i'll i'll explain that on a relationship podcast whoever has a relationship podcast i'll explain to that explain why my love has, has is dry in this generation. Nonetheless, anyways, I'll be single forever. But anyways, um, the Hawks have to stay consistent. They gotta stay consistent and be physical. They lost to Sacramento last night. Okay, without Trey Young, Dejounte had thirty five points. Okay, now you can easily say that the Hawks the Hawks can fold on the season. They're not going to. They're going to still compete to win to be the best they're going to do that but I don't want them to, to I don't want the Atlantic Hawks organization to, to trade for Murray unless it's the right trade unless you get a quality player back okay I don't want that at all I don't care if the Lakers are, are making noise out there that they want a point guard you already had one you spent the whole entire offseason paying all these players and then y'all can't get it right was the amount of players that y'all have. You can't get it right. That's your fault. At the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm screwing up. Rob Polinka is my fault. I told someone the other day, maybe Rob Polinka should look at himself in the mirror and say to himself, this is my fault. He should. If the Lakers don't make the play- playoffs this season, Rob Polinka should look in the mirror and say, this is my fault. I'll tell Lakers fans. But the next five for the for the uh, Warriors. I'm sorry, for the Hawks. They got the Warriors next. So they're on their West Coast road trip. Warriors, okay? That's uh, tomorrow night. And then they got the Mavs as a home game. They also got the Raptors on Sunday. They got uh, they got the Lakers next Tuesday. And then they got the Suns on February the 2nd. So, so again, <coughs> it's a tough schedule. 
they can easily be out of that spot. But I don't want I don't want them to go trade for trade to to trade for Trey Young or Dejounte. I don't want them to do that at all, at all. Period. Because I still think that they still could be a good team. Now, my final point for today, the Magic losing focus. Now, remember the Magic, they started the season, they won nine straight games. And now they had won one game, they won, or actually they won a couple of games, they teeter off a little bit, they lost, they won, they lost. They have teetered off a little bit. And I started to believe, I'm not a Magic fan, I started to believe in this team a little bit. I was thinking, I was saying, you know what, this could be the best Magic team ever. This could be the magic. This could be the best magic team of the season. They can make the post. They can make some noise in the postseason. But everything is falling apart. They're 23, 21. They're, they are eighth. They have the eighth playing spot. Okay. They have to keep the focus. It's hard to focus, man. It's hard to focus during a regular season when you're young. You want to focus on other things. I understand. I get it. But. You have to focus on but you have to focus. You have to focus. Keep the focus. Okay? Jalen Suggs, Paulo Brancaro, and Cole Anthony are the anchors of this team. So wherever they go, they will lead us. And also, by the way, Mike Mike Basic, Wendell Carter Jr. will not be traded. As my that's my opinion. Again, I don't have insight I don't have inside sources, but I look at the play on the court. And I see how they mush together. You're not trading that. You're not trading for that. You have, you have, Mike. You have everything. You have everything from a point guard to the last man on your, on the bench. You have everything. You don't need pieces. So my question is: Do they, they do they need to make a move? Do they do they need to add another veteran on their squad? And I don't know who that may be. But right now, if you want to stay steady in that eighth playoff spot, you have to make a move. I don't know where. Maybe a backup point guard, maybe a shooting guard, or a small forward, wherever that may be, or, or a center. Or maybe they'll just keep it the way it is. And, and get some wins under their belt. Again, you know, they lost last night to Cleveland 126-99. They got beat by 27 points on their home court. I know Jahan Moses is not happy about that. I know he's not happy about that. You got your ass kicked. Pablo Bacar had 18 points. I expect Pablo to take the lead now. Somebody. Jalen Suggs. Cole Anthony. Somebody. Wagner Brothers. Somebody take the lead. At some point. Right? Now. The schedule gets dicey for now the next five games the Grizzlies they're at the Grizzlies I think that is Thursday no that's Friday okay. they don't play against a Friday so that's Friday okay Friday against the Grizzlies at the Grizzlies then they got the Suns on Sunday then they got the Mavs on mo- next Monday so they're at they're in, they're in Dallas next Monday so that's a back-to-back but y'all can play on the back-to-back then they're at the Spurs next Wednesday and then on February the 2nd, they're at the Timberwolves. So you got a little three-game road trip um, between next week. I'm sorry, in next next week. 
and I expect some hey, consistency this from is y'all. Dennis, host y'all of can't get blown Radio, out again. Broadcasting live or else it's not going to look good moving forward. But if you want to make a move to elevate your resources, to elevate your franchise, to make the playoffs every single season, to make the playoffs every single season, to to elevate your roster, I think the time is now. I think this is going to be it right now. I expect y'all to make the move right Podcasters, now. The name of the game is to get more Don't wait till the last minute like the thousand hours have in this trade deadline. I'm not going to do it that way. Alright, guys, that is it for today. Um, I already talked about the five teams, so the Mavericks, the Suns, the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Magic all need to improve. And I hope in the next week or two that they can improve. And also, uh, also there may be some... May- also, there, I want a major headline that I can talk about for next week years, as far as the NBA goes. A month so, we'll see what happens. Alright, guys. Coming up next. If we don't have any Cowboys news, we won't talk about it. We'll just talk about the championship games. Hi, and also, we'll talk about. I'm, I'm not even going to preview the Super Bowl. For the past nine years, I have. We'll talk about the champion. We'll recap the championship the games. Of sexual health, and also, we will talk about college basketball. We will talk about North Texas basketball. Crucial week this week. Please contact me today. And then we'll talk about how TCU rebounds from their awkward situation. This situation TCU was very awkward, but I but I want them. But I do think I. I support them fully, and they will figure it out. And if I'm TCU, and if I'm Matt Campbell, I don't. I don't look at the one and six record in conference play. I don't look at that. I don't look at that at all. I look at my roster. I look at every game. I look at UCF right now. Right. I focus on the opponent. I don't look at the record right now. The record is irrelevant right now. Right now. I look at, I take game by game. UCF, I don't know the next opponent, but we'll talk about them. And also, if there's any NBA content we'll talk about, I will definitely talk about that next week. All right, guys. Thank you for listening and watching to Beyond the Game Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And I'm definitely, definitely, definitely getting those videos together. So give me a second, and I'll get them to you. All right, guys. Take care, everyone. Have a great day, and I'll see you all next week. Is visual radios beyond the game? world this is jamie host of the jamie and Genty show broadcasting live each week on tuesday at 12 p.m from fishbowl studios log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world so be sure to log on each week tuesdays at 12 p.m to catch the jamie and Genty show hope to see you soon on fishbowl radio network jump in